Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond the British. We did it. We beat those British. We pastors. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Play down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. October 12th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, our producer, Justin Kalen, and in studio this morning for Trivia Thursday, we have Corey Price. We'll start first with our guest. Corey, how are you? I'm doing swell. Uh, First time here, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's something for sure. What that well, Corey? What do you mean it's something? We need more description than that. The, the, you did note that our studio that Roush and I are in is pretty small. It's pretty small. It's, it's uh, intimate. Yeah, it's got some soundproof or sound whatever the foam, foam stuff. Yeah. yeah, that makes us sound pretty. You take that foam away, we sound like. <laughs> you right. heard Trevor Kelsey? <laughs> yeah, he's not. A, he's not in the foam room. Yeah. Uh, no, we're happy that you came in. Uh, the phone issues last week were really, really bad. Scooch thinks that he has those phone issues figured out. Yeah. I mean, other than it re- it doesn't record on the podcast. So, th- I mean, that's not a big deal, though. I can take the audio from the other room. But, yeah, that's that's the only issue we've still got to figure out. But it sounds good. John had a call yesterday. It sounded great. So, yeah, I think the phones have been worked out. But that's still, it's still nice to have you in studio, Corey. Fun to, Thank you. It'll be fun to get to hang out. Uh, we'll do trivia here. We'll, we have stuff to get you out a little bit earlier. So trivia is going to be an hour number one. It's going to be a little change for a lot of people, uh, but we'll we'll still get it. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting. Nick Roush, how are you on this Thursday morning? The week just chugging along. Got football tonight. We do have football tonight. Um, it's going to be super duper exciting. Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos. Uh, best team, worst team sort of stuff. But... Should be maybe a decent college football game or two. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't still adjusted my eyeballs yet to having Tuesday and Wednesday night, like Sunbelt Conference USA action. But uh, I did watch a little baseball last night. Suck at Dodgers. Yeah. Get out of here. So Woo-hoo. they're they're done. Dunzo. Are the Braves done? Or are they 2-1? 2-1. 2-1, okay. yep. So that'll be – if they, they can't lose tonight, can't lose tonight, or else I think the they're out of here. Were my World Series picks? I think I had Dodgers Astros. I had Dodgers Orioles, who are going to probably be knocked out tonight. So, 
Orioles are confirmed. Oh yeah, they are. Out. They already are knocked out. So yeah, there goes my World Series picks. Yeah, I, I, I guess I still have the Astros on all Texas ALCS. Yeah. Did Did you hear uh, Justin Verlander's celebratory speech? No. Oh, did was it the f bombs? A lot of them. Yeah. I, I guess I TBS was it, just like the... they were like, we don't need to even try anymore because I mean, there was it was like eleven, which I mean. That's how I would celebrate, Corey, if I was in the locker room. But maybe, you know, you don't have to carry it live. They could have, like, shot it and done it. I'm not offended by it, but, like, are we even trying anymore? Like, can I drop an F-bomb now? No. Why not? Uh, you know what? Go ahead. Do it. Mother? Uh, no. No. <laughs> is, is the dump button the other thing we haven't figured out yet? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Just let's not test it. We've got some breaking news, everybody. Uh Kansas men's basketball Twitter page has officially updated their bio. They no longer claim ah. to have the most wins in college basketball. It, They've officially updated it. I love the idea. Some poor staff member has to, yeah, you know. Uh, do you think the AD was the one that came to him? Who, somebody higher up in the basketball program had to come to this person and say, yeah, we probably need to change our Twitter bio. Do you mind going on there and taking that out? Some poor person had to log on in, go to their bio, XXXXXXX, because no longer are the Kansas Jayhawks your all-time leader in wins in men's basketball. That right belongs back to the University of Kentucky. We called it yesterday. Kansas did get a slap on the wrist, if you even want to call it that, but they did get a vacation of wins that Silvio De Sosa played in. Uh, that number kept going down um, based on the UK media members. Initially, it was like UK has a 11-game lead in the standings. UK has a seven-game lead in the standings. I think now it's down to five. Is that what the dust settled on? Well, and that also was a very stupid thing too. Like it's, it made me mad that we couldn't figure out how many wins. UK had because Corey. All right, what what's the database you use for your statistics? Like uh, John uh, John Scott's got a website that's got uh, everything pretty much. Okay. The big blue history. Yep. Yeah, it's well, a, that's a go to for many. So I, you, when we were trying to figure out, all right, so how many wins does Kentucky have? Uh, we did the very basic thing. Looked at the NCAA. Looked at College Basketball Reference. Those are two pretty good sources, right? They had UK at 2,777, or 2,377, correct? Yep. Yeah, 2,377. Kansas would be back down to 2,370. But that isn't the correct number, according to UK. But trying to get UK the right number, so the NCAA was wrong, college basketball reference was wrong. UK said they only have 2,375. But then they also wouldn't tell us until like eleven o'clock last night. So or no, nine o'clock. But still, that how how do we have conflicting numbers on College Basketball Reference, NCAA, but then UK? I, I don't understand. So how many wins does UK have? Two, three, seven, five. They did apparently the NCAA College Basketball Reference counted two wins that should have been vacated during the Eddie Sutton era. It's weird because I think uh, they had three wins that were. Uh, uh, from the 88 tournament that we're taking away. So, I don't know why they have two and not three. But. Why they would be two or three. Yeah. Can't I, vacate my memories. It's still just, it, it was silly. And regardless, 
the cats are number one. <laughs> We're number one. We're number one. We're number one. Oh. What do you think about that, Scoots? Can't say anything about it. Are you happy or are you like, mad? I, I'm really happy with that chant y'all just did because that was the most in tune chant we've ever done on Kentucky Roll Call. So nicely done. But no, I'm I'm happy to see you all happy. That's you all. Gotta about. love being a producer for a radio show that covers the team with the most all-time wins that's, in college. That's basketball. pretty big. That's pretty big time. That's, yeah, that's a big one. Does so, that make you feel like a winner, Scoots? I feel like a winner every day I'm in here. Oh, yeah. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> what was your Wednesday night like, Scoots? Did, um, was Harry Potter red? No, I so I actually tied one on last night. Oh, and hey. I uh, I was sitting there watching baseball. I somehow made it through Survivor, but I did pick up old HP before Survivor to try to read it. And I opened to the chapter I was on, and I was seeing like three of the same word, and I was like, "Yep, not gonna be reading tonight." Oh man, I hate when that happens. <laughs> when I drink too much to read my Harry Potter. I uh, sadly have to admit to this when. Back when I would read the Game of Thrones series, sometimes I would like pick it up after being out at the bars in college and like come back to like my bed and be like, oh, I'll read a chapter of Game of Thrones after a night of drinking. I Dude, just can't imagine. I, I had similar <laughs> similar experiences. Of course, this was like, you know, twelve years ago. But um I, I can I can sadly relate to you. <laughs> but I like a, that you, you tried though. It was a fun night. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Well, Harry Potter, it's not going anywhere. It's not. He'll be there tonight. Corey, were you a Harry Potter book reader? Uh, I don't read. Oh, okay. Uh, so, you, you know. can't or you don't? Uh, Well, I hope I can. I got through <laughs> school, so. You're a numbers but, uh, guy. You're not a, yeah. a words yeah. guy. Uh, He's a movie it, guy. Uh, if, the, if the book has lots of pictures, I'm good. But uh, <laughs> if it's got a lot of words, I'm out. Uh, Confirm that Harry Potter has a bunch of a bunch of words. I never read the Harry Potter book. Started, they were giving me headaches. This was like in fourth grade, though. Those books have been around a long time. You're too. missing out. Eh, I've seen the movies. What was uh, the horror movie on deck last night, Corey? The Last House on the Left. Oh, that's... Uh, that... 1972. Oh, okay, because they remade it when we were yeah. like in high school. I don't remember if I watched it. I think it, it was uh, Wes, Cra Wes Craven's first film as a director. I believe. Oh, interesting. Corey, what's the newest movie that you've seen while watching all these? Because I've, I've noticed... That you're you're going way back, like fifties, forties, thirties. I don't know that I have it in me to watch a movie that old. So, what's the newest one you've watched? Uh, for horror, uh, uh, would you count Saw Ten as as horror? Yeah, uh, I, I saw Saw Ten. Uh, I think a week or two ago. It's pretty nice. The, the yeah, the Saw like after the first one or two, I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah, which I feel like that's the thing with most horror movies, right? They just right. They have a little. They have a bit. They mm -hmm. stick to the bit, and the torture. Not with the torture porn stuff. Yeah, there's there there are some scenes that are tough to watch, but yeah, uh, I guess uh, ten's probably a little too many for for the franchise. Yeah, but yeah. that's a lot. That's that's a lot. Corey watches a Halloween or a horror movie each day, I believe, of October, or at least the days that you can, yeah. uh, and that's why he's a fun follow on Twitter. So make sure you follow him, Corey P. Zero eight. He does the stats for UK Sports Network, and uh, he's the game day staff for UK Athletics PR and Communications. Make sure you're following along. We're going to do trivia Thursday here. In all seriousness, Roush, did are you? What are, what are your feelings on UK being the all-time win leader again? It's of all of the. Does it, like, does it matter? Of all of the trivial stats, it is the one that I actually care about. Because it just it feels good to have the most wins. 
especially when Kentucky was ahead for the longest time. And if I'm being honest, a lot of our like like Bill Self is much more. I don't know if obnoxious is the right word, but like his success at Kansas has made life more difficult for John Calipari, I think, to a degree. Because it, there's just more, like, a lot of what they've done um, with their consistency, their kind of balance, and like, all right, we're going to have like some national player of the years, two and three year guys, but also some one and done talent. Like that sort of blend that's gotten into the seemingly Final Fours every like three years. And then, uh, what is it, two titles for self now? Yes. Yeah. One before Cal was at UK. Right, right. He beat Cal when he was at Memphis. But I, I think the Bill Self has raised the bar. And, like, that's kind of – I don't want to say there's envy there, but, like, that that consist, that level of consistency and just completely dominating a good basketball conference in the Big 12. Like, there's some stuff that they've done under him that is just kind of like, we were doing this. What's going on here? We should be number one. And what's well, he was doing it because he was cheating, and he was cheating all the time, and he should be punished more. Maybe he should, like we said yesterday, force to shave his head. Or just take off the the headwear, the headgear. Yeah. Take it on off. Let's see what you're working I with. I think it might be surgically put in there. But uh, but there there is part of me that were, is. You were taking hair shots on Twitter yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Um, but I I am. This is one thing that like Kentucky can get back, but I still like have, I like being ahead of Kansas. Bill Self, cut it out. You got caught cheating, and you you got seemingly no punishment. You were cheating badly too. This is some serious bag dropping for Billy Preston and Silvio D'Souza, and just because of the timing of it, nobody cares, and that's that's very frustrating. There's a lot more than the damn Emory Riddle package that has Kentucky shame all over Sports Illustrated that. You know, almost nearly completely derailed the program. Yeah, Oklahoma State's the big loser in all of this. Oh, because yeah. They were the only team that didn't go the IARP route, and they were the only team that got, like, crushed. Yeah. Got hammered. Very early on in the process, so they've been long over this stuff, uh, but they actually got penalties where everybody else got. I think I, I called it. I was like, I think I said two years probation, and it ended up being three years probation. And probation is a it used to be a much more of a boogeyman word in college athletics. All of it means, and I say it a million times if you've listened to Kentucky Roll Call for any extended period of time, it just means you have to check in with the NCAA more. It's like if you get grounded, but your parents still let you out, but your ground, your, your punishment is every hour you've got to text them or something like that. That's all probation in college athletics is. you got to check in, and you better not get in trouble while on probation because – it can be added penalties. However, UofL was on probation. They got in trouble again, and the NCAA, the IARP, didn't do anything with that. Although now the IARP is finished. It's gone. It's not going to exist anymore, if I'm to understand that correctly. So I don't know what form of punishment they have moving forward now, but I'm pretty sure the IARP is, is done. Is what it is. Kansas gets off light. However, we mentioned this on the show yesterday, too, that like they played a player that was ineligible. So what do you do in that situation? And Kansas, as far as I know, uh, becomes one of just a handful of schools to have a Final Four banner vacated, joining, I believe, Michigan and Louisville. And is there uh, Memphis? Memphis, Michigan, Louisville, probably another one that I'm not 
thinking of. If anybody else can think of one, feel free to. Uh, Cal with UMass and. Oh, UMass too. Nice. Got to think of the Cal stops. So UMass, Memphis, Louisville, Michigan, and now you'll throw Kansas into the mix, and maybe there's another one. Good call on the on the UMass one. Uh, but yeah, so not not good company to be in. Some people really care about banners being vacated, wins being vacated. Some people think it's a meaningless and easy punishment. Uh, just depend, like on the on the literal side of things, it doesn't hold you back at all. You can keep being competitive just because they take away wins doesn't have to stop any forward momentum. So that's a good thing. But on the flip side, now Kansas has to erase their Twitter bio. Every they're kind of being laughed at on social media. I wanted to see what the Kansas fans' take on this was. Scoots, what do you think it'd be? Um, probably no big deal. Who cares? Because that's what my mindset would be if I was a Kansas fan. Like, it, it's all good. There, that that is their mindset. Along with, we're just gonna get it back. Yeah, we're just gonna get. We'll we'll beat a you know by December, by probably by the new year, we'll have the win total. Well, back. and and that's why you would have that mindset of who cares because you do as a fan, you've got to think that yeah, we'll catch them. It's it's gonna be all right. Which is a is probably the take that I'd have if I were a Kansas fan. But it does spin it back around on Kentucky where. Hey folks, like if Kentucky doesn't have a solid season, that will be somewhat embarrassing to have Kansas retake the take it from us again. Yeah, yeah, that would be bad. And Roush, I totally agree with your sentiment on the whole thing, where it's like, you know what? It does kind of like it does matter a little bit. Like I do like this. I like that mm-hmm. Kentucky's back on top, the all-time win. It hasn't been the most fun couple seasons for UK basketball. The last few seasons haven't been all that great, all that entertaining. It almost feels like we just got to hit, we got a reset button pushed. All right. Cats are back on top. We have a team that we're super excited about, which we're going to talk more today because you had the open practice, the NBA combine workout thing last night, which I did watch, and we are going to discuss uh, more of what people were saying that I thought was interesting than maybe the actual play on the court. But it seems like a reset button's been pushed, and now, all right, Cal, like go extend this wins lead. After this year, let's not say Kansas caught up to us. Let's say that so it is five, just to be clear. That's the lead, five? I believe it's five. Okay. Let's have that five-win lead be seven, eight. Maybe Kansas gets knocked out early, and UK is the team that goes on a big run in, in March and extends and pads that lead. But I am I, I thought it was cool, uh, and I thought it was funny yesterday. It was a funny social media day. Um, and after Saturday, I think UK fans needed like a fun, good, yeah. good, yep. good, good spirited social media day. So I'm excited about it. Corey, you like UK being number one overall? Why would you not? Of course, and uh, I think uh, Western had a Final Four that was taken away in the seventies, I believe. True, seventy-seven. So uh, our Jimmy. state, our state, you know, not not the best at uh, trying to keep their Final Fours. Yeah, yeah. At least Kentucky, we're doing yeah, all true. right. Yeah, of course. Because we got in trouble and we weren't good. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah, good call about Western Kentucky as well. And who knows? Maybe there's another one out there. Still think it's impossible. A lot of cheaters. A lot of cheaters. All right, we're gonna take our first break. Come back. We're going to do Trivia Thursday earlier than normal. We'll see what Corey's got for us. We're excited. And then we'll get to more text on the Thornton's text line, and we'll talk basketball, football, catch with a huge homecoming game against Missouri on Saturday. It's going to be a jam-packed Kentucky roll call for you. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and we've got Corey Price in the house at Big X Sports Radio.
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Fun Thursday, it's Trivia Thursday. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, and Corey Price in studio on your Thursday morning. Best way to get your day started with free coffee Thursday at Thornton's. Roush, what are the details? Get the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. Download it to your phone. Smash the I want a free coffee button. Go to the store. Put in your phone number. Get your free coffee. Boom. Paradise found. It's the best. Thornton's. Try today. You don't want just their coffee, too. They've got great deals on other things, too. Great breakfast food, grab and go snacks, fresh fruit. You name it, Thornton's has it. Um, they also have great deals on that, that app, too. Where you'll be able to uh, get some, I don't know, I had like a 15 cents off gas the other day. Yeah, I just pulled up the Thornton's app. They have a frequency reward. So if you're ever, if you go to Thornton's or you go to another gas station and you're kind of constantly buying something similar, uh, Scoot's one of his power drinks, or maybe you get one of their 89 cents, 32 ounce sodas. If you scan it on the app, it notes how often you get it. And I think after like you buy it a certain amount of times, Roush, they give you one of them for free. They've got, a, they've got lighters on there. You know, people run into gas stations, get lighters all the time. They've got sodas. They've got Gatorades. Powerade's better, but neither here nor there. They've got energy drinks. They've got candies. They've got some Starbucks stuff on there. So if you're getting any of those things frequently, you may as well download the Thornton's app, and then you'll eventually get them for free if if you're that regular. So check out a Thornton's today. Roush, they're on every corner. They tell you the gas prices. They tell you what you're going to save on your app. It's great. Best gas station in the city of Louisville. Let's play some trivia. Scoots, we have the trivia music pulled up. I don't know if we've done trivia music for Corey yet. Oh my Let me get something pulled up. Have we? I don't know. I don't recall ever doing trivia we, music Every for time we breathe, we do trivia music. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't hurt to maybe start doing it, though. Yeah. No, I agree. Let's take another bite. Second day in the second morning in a row with a Pop-Tart. What kind? I think just cherry or strawberry. Mm. I don't really know. It's strawberry. Cherry's got the... Cherry's too much for me. I, I used to like it as a kid. Too much now. Um, what isn't too much is the knowledge that Corey's going to drop on our face. See if you can look over at the cheat sheet. No way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do we got, Corey? All right, so uh, football last week was uh, less than stellar, so I think I changed uh, the direction. And uh, since tomorrow is Big Blue Madness... I have some big blue madness trivia. Ooh, okay. I love it. I may be okay at this potentially. So for uh, for this, I'm going to uh, re- re- refer to all of them as big blue madness, although a lot of them weren't called that. But right. y- you get that idea. So first one: In what year was the fi- first big blue madness held? Mm, was it eighty-seven? Uh, I was thinking that it would be like Eddie Sutton. Era. Um, which started in 80. I want to say 83 or 87. I don't know why those numbers are popping out of it. Because I don't, I don't think it was a Joby Hall sort of staple. So, uh, 86. Uh, it was during uh, uh, Hall. It was 1982. Oh, I'll take my 83 guess. Close enough. Woo-hoo. And the first year it was known as the Midnight Special. 
Oh, I like the Midnight Special. Oh, you play I'm, the CCR sure song? You, I bet I'm, you do. I'm like sure it. you do, Nick. I'm sure you do. <laughs> so the second question, what was head coach Rick Bettino's special entrance for the 1994 Big Blue Madness? You come out on a motorcycle. It seems like a classic. Yeah, I'll go motorcycle. Um, or no, that's when he came out of the cake for Bill Kiteley's birthday. Yeah, yeah. Or was Bill Kiteley in the cake that year? Oh, man. No, no. Bill Kiley came out of the cake for 100 years of Kentucky basketball. Oh, okay. That was 2003. Gotcha. But I'm Rick Pitino, cake. I'll go motorcycle. Uh, Walker is correct. He came out on a Harley with the song Born to be Wild playing. Wow. What a bad boy. Rick is a wild guy. The, yeah, he must have just been. That must have been the peak, Rick Pitino. Walking around Lexington. Any woman he wanted. I mean, Rick, I can't imagine Rick Married being the a, whole time. A, Mar- a Harley guy. Young kids. You know, like he just, Harley? Rick Pitino screams Harley. Are he you will, kidding me? Tubby Smith did that too, and it didn't go as well. Guy Morris did it before an actual football game at Commonwealth Stadium. <laughs> he went in, like for a game? Uh, yeah, did we, like before did, the game. Did the Cats win? Yeah, I mean, it was like UTEP or something. Yeah, it's like a UTEP. Yeah. That's a, we should have Stoops coming on a helicopter, lead the team out in a helicopter. The, the, uh, the, the question is, was Rick on the Harley for longer than 15 seconds? Oh. Hey! Hi-yo. All right. Uh, <laughs> at 1995's Big Blue Madness, two players came down from, from the rafters as Catman and Robin. Who were those two players? Oh, man. Catman and Robin. So, Delk. Yeah. It was the 95 Big Blue Madness, so it was the 95-96 year. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah, good thinking. I was thinking other way around, so that's a good point. Could it be so, yeah, Antoine Walker? Or I bet a, that's a big boy to bring down from the rafters. I bet it would be because Antoine had a lot of personality. I bet it was him and Tony Delk. All right, that's who we'll go with. A little before our time. Uh, you got half right. It was Tony Delk and Walter McCarty. Oh, okay. I could see Walter McCarty doing that. Liking the theatrics. Yeah. yeah, but you're getting you know, you're getting closer to our era our here, which is exciting. I like it. Yeah. Although you're definitely in the wheelhouse of our listeners, so I bet they got that one right, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, that is such a way. <laughs> can, we get, can we get Reed Shepard to, to repel? They don't do a lot of rafter stuff anymore. I think That's John Ball got a little, yeah. little, little afraid of heights. Well, they yeah, they had the cherry picker no, for bo- that They had boogie. the cherry picker for that one. Right, right. Yeah. That worked out. All right, Corey, what do we got? I love just how like some of these ideas, too, are very just like, I don't want to say infantile, but it's just like 90s. Like, all right, wouldn't this be awesome if we did this? Like, it's just guys sitting around a table like, Ooh, well, what if we this did? Year we'll come in on a motorcycle. Yeah. And yeah. Then, hey, everybody loves the Batman movies. What if we did? <laughs> Catman. All right, what do we got? Well, uh, y'all already said this uh, with the first or the second question, but I'll, I'll ask anyways. At 2002's Big Blue Madness, to celebrate the 100th anniversary of Kentucky basketball, who came out of a giant birthday cake? Bill yeah, Kyle. yeah. R.I.P. Mr. That, Wildcats. That was, uh, that had to be right around when I was getting really into Big Blue Madness. Mm-hmm. Because earlier ones were actually at midnight. Uh, right. I bet I know one of these trivia you, questions. When did it quit being at midnight? Because I have no idea when that was. You know how all your social media apps, you can like see your memories from years past? Yeah. When Bill Kitely passed away, you would have thought like the Queen of England, based on my social media, had passed. I like Every social media is just like, R.I.P. to a U.K. legend. And it's like, TJ, you didn't even know who Bill Kitely was. Until, you know, like, I was, uh, I, I don't know, I took the Bill Kiley death a little harder than I probably should have. But RIP to a real one. 
Yep. The realest. Uh, and what year was the first Big Blue Madness held at Rupp Arena? So, I remember Rondo doing the dunk at Memorial Coliseum. Yeah. So, that would have been like 05. So, I'm guessing. But I think that was early. I think that was early Rondo. I think the first Big Blue Madness would be 04, 05. No, 05, 06 at Rupp would be my guess. I think that sounds right. We started 2000, 2005. Maybe 2006, but I'll go 2005. 2005 is correct. Let's go. There you go, go, guys. We talked that one out. Let's woo. All right, this this uh, last one's pretty fun, I think. So between 2010 and 2019, women's basketball head coach Matthew Mitchell either danced to or sang 19 different songs. Can you all combine to name five of those songs? Um, definitely. Okay. So Bruno Mars was, I felt like there was a lot of Bruno Mars. It was a heavy Bruno Mars. Michael Jackson. A lot of Michael Jackson. Oh, okay, okay. So I think he did beat it. He did the beat it dance. Definitely so that's did one. Beat it. No um, doubt about that. I don't know if the if Bruno Mars if he did Uptown Funk or Twenty Four Carat. Which one would you like to guess? Well, let's just guess both. Okay. Yeah. Um, and there was definitely there was Grease Lightning. That was one of them. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. And um, um, he did the Juju on the beat. Oh yeah, he did do that. There yeah. we go. Are That's we? Are, have we knocked any off? Did uh, he? he did do Juju on that beat in 2016. That's the only one we've gotten. Uh, yeah, you you you'll, you do have Michael Jackson and uh, Mars correct, but not the songs. Oh, he did. He did Thriller. No, did he never do Thriller? Could I? Of Billy Jean. Then. That's yeah, what it was. He what did the was. Moonwalk, right? Billie Jean's correct, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's, then, that's and two. Then, and then it was 24 Carat then, if it wasn't. It wasn't either of those? God. Hmm. That's going to bug me. That I can't nail the Bruno Mars song. No, I don't know if I can get any other ones. Stairway to Heaven? That's just like <laughs> guessing topical songs around those times. Yeah. Did he, did he do the Nene? Oh, he did the Wobble. Did he right? Wobble? He did both Watch Me Whip and Nene and Wobble. So, yeah. so that's, right. that, right. that's that's four. Right. That's pretty good. Pretty He's good. had to do the Soldier Boy at one point. Or was that before uh, that his time? That was before his time. Okay. The Soldier Boy. He yeah. didn't crank the Soldier Boy? No. Man, was there any other really big dancing songs? Yeah, there had to be. Yeah, I'm sure we're probably missing some easy ones. I know. Scoots, you you danced quite yeah. a bit during 2010 <laughs> to 2019. Did I? You did nothing but dance. Yeah. You did the Scoots. <laughs> oh, man, we need to do a Michael Scarn slash Scoot song. That's true. That's all I've got. Yeah. Um, hit me with the Bruno Mars song. That's going to make me mad. So uh, the rest were Can't, Can't Stop the Feeling by uh, JT. Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Can't Stop the Feeling. That, yeah. Can't can't Touch This. Can't Touch This. That's a the, good one. Yeah, because he did the pants. Yep. Uh, that's The Cha-Cha Slide. The Cha-Cha Slide. Yeah. Keep It Shuffle. I mean, he had to do the Macarena then, right? Uh, no. Oh. The electric slide. He did the electric slide with the yeah. wedding. Woogie, woogie, woogie. Get Up Off of That Thing by uh, James Brown. Hit Me Baby One More Time. Mm. Uh, classic. I, <laughs> yeah. I Bet You Won't, which is classic. Uh, I Feel Good, James Brown. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, just The Way You Are, which is uh, Mars. Oh, wow. Would not have guessed that. Yeah, that wouldn't have been. Yeah. Level Up by Sierra, I think. 
level up, level up, level up. Locked out of heaven, uh, bars. There. Oh, that's the one I was trying to say. I just yep. said it wrong. Old, stay right to heaven. <laughs> yeah, that's close. Old, Old Town Road. Yeah, uh, I was trying to think of Old Town Road. Teach me how to Dougie. Oh, we should have got that. Teach him about Kentucky. Yeah. What were we thinking? And too legit to quit. Or the okay. or the other ones. Okay. All right. Well, Corey, we appreciate it. We said we'd get you out of here about seven forty-five. I think we've we've done our job. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. This that was is fun. Uh, yeah, this is fun. And Good it's, to get it's to nice. hang out with you. Yeah, of course. I know. Sorry, it's a little small. <laughs> it's all right. It's fun. Do we do we know when Midnight Madness quit, quit being a midnight? Uh, I no. did. I didn't look it up. I don't know. But do we have a a guess? Because it, was it all Cal? Cal never did midnight, correct? No. no but I, so. I mean, Billy Gillespie didn't do midnight either. The Billy Gillespie sheet gimmick two years in a row, where they like dropped the sheet in the first year, and then the second year they ran it back, and he was like in the stands. Hilarious. Yeah, one of the years he just walked in, just like like ticketed people were like that was Billy Gillespie, just like walked by like people scanning tickets or whatever they were doing at that time. And he just walked like all the way in the stadium, just all Willie Billy Gillespie. I think by midnight, Billy was at uh, bars. <laughs> <laughs> so it's probably about B- right. Billy played by his own rules. That's right. All right, Corey, we can't take a break. Um, so just so when you do need to run out, you, you know, you just got to go. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, hey, yes. normally be like, hey, we'll take a break, and then we say like, hey, thanks, buddy, we really appreciate your time. <laughs> we'll we'll have to do that just on air because we do appreciate your time, but yes, we don't you. get another break for about uh, ten or twelve minutes or so. So, uh, great trivia as always. Big Blue Madness Friday. Roush, did you watch any of the open practice yesterday? I thought we were going to have our takes, and then somebody was going to figure out who watched it, and who didn't. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's okay. All right, Scoots, give one take from yesterday's open practice. Uh, I thought Big Z looked really good on the sidelines. I, I thought he could have maybe gotten out there and tried a little bit more, um, but they, they didn't allow him to do that. He's just not ready yet. Roush, what did you take away from from the open practice? Justin Edwards looks like the number one overall pick. He's a beast, an absolute monster. Good luck trying to stop that guy. I liked what I saw from Dillingham. He does noticeably look a little bit bigger. And he also just was pretty electric all over the floor, just knocking down more shots than I than I saw or than I thought I'd see. Um, I did see probably too many missed shots. I do think outside shooting is going to be a little bit of an issue. Uh, Corey, any guesses on who actually watched and who didn't? Uh, Richie Farmer's jumper was was <laughs> deadly last night. No. I love that Scoots just comes right out. Like, but the guy isn't even there. I mean, you know, you could have at least just been like, DJ yeah. Wagner looked good. Like, you could have just that was that was the first guy that came to my mind. I couldn't couldn't get off it once I got be, on it. To try to BS your way through a did you watch or not watch? You pick somebody. You pick something that didn't happen. Yeah, the guy just wasn't there. Like you could have just uh, Roush, like that was on Roush Twitter. Was just the canned like player good. Yeah. Uh, that's what I thought. You went with a guy who wasn't even at, in the building. <laughs> Although he should be in today, right? That's what they're saying. That that that's the goal is being in Thursday. Uh, the big the big real news from all that was just the injury stuff because, mm-hmm. um, in addition to uh, Cal saying that they'll be five six weeks away, and then being like five six weeks December, it's like wait December is that six weeks away? Um, for Uganda and Bradshaw, Thierry rode his ankle, so. That wasn't fun, but it, 
Joey Hart got to come in and knock down some buckets. Yeah, I, I can't. Like I, It's awesome if Joey Hart made a lot of shots and people were complimenting We're not going to fall for it. Joey Hart is not going to get meaningful <laughs> minutes on this Kentucky basketball Yeah, semester. but what what if? Unless he grows to be seven foot two all of a sudden, in which case he could be a, a necessity. UK could really use him at that point. But Joey Hart's not going to. Let's all chill out on the Joey Hart stuff. Yeah, Roush, that is uh, that is undoubtedly the biggest takeaway is that UK is going to almost certainly be playing Trey Mitchell at the five when they take on Kansas and Hunter Dickinson. That's going to be that's going to make a pretty tough game, even significantly tougher, and not just the Kansas game. You wonder what UK's front court's going to look like when a, a lot of other big non-conference games. In early in the season. What is it going to look like when they play Miami in late November? That game is at Rupp Arena, so that's going to help. But again, you're probably going to have Trey Mitchell as your five in that game. North Carolina, December 16th. That is well past five or six weeks. You'd hope that UK maybe has at least one of Bradshaw or Uganda back for that North Carolina game going up against Armando Bacot. It's going to be a tough one. So this is concerning, Roush. Like, I, I think Kentucky can be fine with Trey Mitchell at the five for a little bit. I think Kentucky could even, between Kansas and Miami, probably split those games. But if you don't get these guys rocking and rolling by conference play, then you start to worry about what it's going to look like come See, March. And that was the point that, I don't know if it was, it might have been Greenberg, where it's like Cal's going to have to coach two different teams, which is a little bit, of a stretch, but you know, it's going to, things are going to look different um, with those guys in versus out. Um, so I, I, I will, my, my biggest thing when I heard the five, six weeks though, TJ, I really just hope people don't hold Cal to that. That five. Or six. Hey, this is a good opportunity for Cal. This is like people get frustrated with your injury stuff. People obviously take it too far and wet their diapers with this whole thing. But Cal, what if, like, in five or six weeks, one of these guys is actually back? Can we do that? Like, this is a good opportunity for Cal Roush. I agree with you. And there's no reason that if it ends up being seven or eight weeks that we should lose our mind on Calipari. Right, right. Like, is I it... think John Calipari legitimately wants these guys to play. Mm -hmm. Now, that's to say, Roush, if it's January and one of these guys isn't playing, people are going to lose their minds again. So, I hope that... Cal realizes, similar in the way that Kansas having wins vacated, it almost feels like a reset button for parts of UK's basketball program. New season. Fans are excited about this freshman crop. Cal, maybe this is an opportunity to turn a new leaf and be genuine with injury recovery times. What a concept. But this is. So let's hope that it actually is five or six weeks, but I do agree with Roush. I wouldn't go like, you know, once I'm 35, once 35 days pass, I wouldn't look at your watch and be like, all right, time for these guys. Because you just really never know. But it really does make the big Z stuff unbelievably crucial. And here I am, like a bozo, which is nothing new, saying, I wouldn't, you know, the later he gets here, I really probably isn't going to be until mid-December before he makes an impact or not even until January. It takes time. You're not going to get that luxury. 
And he's going to be really raw, and there's going to probably be a lot of rust on him, and it's going to take him time to mesh with his teammates. But Roush, assuming he's going to be eligible from day one, and I think that is the assumption, UK's going to have to play him. Trey Mitchell gets in foul trouble. Who is UK's five? Aduthiero? Well, he's got a I mean, Jordan Burks? BBZ. It's going to have to be him. And yeah, he's probably going to be raw. And again, like I said, it's not going to be all that polished, but you're going to have to learn as you go. Because Trey Mitchell's not a five as is. I mean, Andy Katz thinks the poor guy's a three. But Big Z, baptism by fire for that dude. And maybe in the long run, it won't be the worst thing in the world for him. But he, my my take of like, you're really probably not going to get a ton out of him till December. That, that, that should not be true anymore. Because if you're going to go into December without Uganda or Bradshaw, Big Z's just going to like, he could be a horrible player. He could be, mean to be mean, but he could be like an Eloy Vargas type of talent, and he'd still have to go get minutes. And Eloy Vargas did get minutes for what it was worth. Yeah, I was trying to think. How many minutes do we think he got? Probably average. was Like seven? Maybe a little higher than it actually was because that UK team blew out plenty of teams. But, yeah, I, I was going to guess like six. Um, College best. But he's going to like – And I and I think that Big Z is going to do some good things. It's like six minutes a game. Yeah. Okay. I would I think, think he's it would be do some good a, things. It's just going to take some time to him get used to the college game. I just hope that he doesn't. Not athletically, but you know, I hope when he goes out there, it it does look somewhat normal. I just don't want him to be the tall, awkward guy because, like, you, you've seen that where it's like this guy just doesn't belong. But he he's played at high level basketball, so it shouldn't be too much. And you know what? Hopefully, uh, Big Z's ability to play early can at least help Cal kind of figure out how he wants to actually use Brad Shonko. Because it's not just not playing with those guys now. It's not playing with those guys over the summer. So, like, <laughs> Cal probably has a good idea of what he wants to do with his team after, was it four games in Canada? That, yeah. that, that You're probably not going to dramatically change things up too much from that at the beginning of the season. But once you get your big guys back, you, you have to. Um, to a certain degree. So hopefully Z at least provides a, a somewhat of a blueprint. And hopefully you can play around him, through him, without having to ever make him a focal point. Like hopefully you can have an offense where it's, you've got Wagner and Reeves and Edwards and Trey Mitchell as the stretch four, just to give you a little bit more length and size, and then big Z at the five, and you just tell the Croatian sensation, you're blocking shots, baby. You're blocking shots. You're you're getting in position. You're rebounding. If you can't secure it with your lanky arms, then just tip it in the air. Look like the inflatable arm guys at a used car dealership. Just tip the ball up in the air, and we'll tell all of our dudes that they got to be crashing the glass because they're going to need to be crashing the glass. But you can hopefully you could have that lineup and say we don't need you off. Like you're not going to be the focal point offensively. We can we can let you leak out and be a stretch five, and if you catch it and you're wide open, then let that thing sing. Let it rip, baby. But otherwise, defensively, block shots. Block yep. shots, rebound, and then 
get out of our way on the offense, and if we pass it to you, be ready to shoot. Do or we, run to the rim and be ready for an alley. How, how, many time, how many times do you think he actually caught lobs? I feel like that's not it. When I watch Eastern European basketball highlights, lobs aren't, uh, you know, I, I feel like I'm Jackie Moon if there's an alley. You're, you're surprised by him? <sighs> I think it's probably a little more than you think. And then you got to remember the ball's live on the rim there, too. So you'll get, like, put-back dunks more than alley-oops because people will just go run to the rim. Eastern Europeans are often – Eastern Europeans, just Europeans in general – are often pretty good rim runners. So hopefully he will be as well. Because, like, really a lot of – Well, we're just guessing. I mean, if like, – that was the thing with Lance Ware. It was like, dude, just rebound and make the layups that we – like catch the ball layups like not don't need much I feel like I'm kind of in the big Z except like also block shots because you're seven two you're not yeah, you six would, foot eight you would think that hopefully like let's just say he's guarding Hunter Dickinson in the Champions Classic what a what a hilariously hard matchup for a dude just wasn't sure if he was going to get to play college basketball for several weeks now he's guarding probably the most the the best five in college basketball in a big game, neutral site, hostile environment. Although you see some of the videos of the games that he played in in Europe, and those are some hostile environments. When you got flare guns going off and you got people shooting off fireworks inside an arena, smoke alarm. Uh, that that's a pretty hostile environment. They won't have to worry about that at the United Center. Is it still the United Center? I would think it is. Um, regardless, of whatever it is in Chicago, that's going to be a tough assignment for him. Assad, have you been to the United Center since they redid it? I don't know if I have. The Jordan statue is now inside. Yeah, I don't know if I have. They made like a giant atrium thing. I think I was, the last I was there is when they were like doing renovations. All I can tell you is if you're going to that game in Chicago, do not th- sit on the third level unless you have like front row seats. If you're like, oh, we're six rows up in the third level, good night, Nelly. Don't get them. Don't do it. They're the, Better to watch on TV. Are they the late game or the early? They're the late game, too. Oh, yeah. Sneak down when the other team leaves. That's true, that, too. That's, that's the move. But you have to wait until the the game ends, and then you see people go out, and then you go in, and the ushers won't really But ha- ha- if you want to try to take somebody's seat after they leave, that's probably the best advice. But if you're planning on sitting in the third level and watching the game it's there, you're going to be watching on your phone. Hard out in the street. Especially with a new team where you like, you know, you're gonna have to get familiar. You're you're not gonna know what you're watching. It's a joke. They sell tickets up there. One texter brought up a good point. I'm jumping ahead on the Thornton Stex line. Uh, Dickinson trying to guard Mitchell will be interesting. See, that's the other way around, TJ. We got to think of it that True. way too. True, because he's not good uh, at defense. His biggest knock. There, Mitchell will stretch him out. Man, people forget about him. I him, don't. Him and Thierry. I, I don't. Yeah, but just know that you're not allowed to talk about Trey Mitchell without bowing down and making sure you say, we, we were lucky to get him. We were lucky to get him. Not ours. We're so lucky. We're, we're so fortunate. Oh, it should be a fun group. I and we're going to talk more about it because more people are coming out with their rankings and sometimes UK is being ranked and sometimes they're not. Yep, and sometimes. We're uh, coming for you, John Fanta. Hey, uh, we have a wacky Thursday topic. Oh, that's fun. I don't know what that's about, but we need to. Our Scoots is telling me we got to get to a break. So we're going to do that now. You suck it, Scoots. Hour number I don't two. I want to go to a break. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and our producer, Shorted Air, Justin Kalen. I got it. Come and get it. Who's your daddy? Who's your baby? Who's your buddy? Who's your friend? And who's the one guy that you call? 
Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. Thanks again for Corey Price coming in here and doing trivia in person. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Made the hour go by quick, and this hour will go by quick as well because we've got a ton of text on the Thornton sex line. We've got a few other topics we need to get to, and we probably don't have enough time to do it all, but we will do our best. Text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. And do not forget to keep Salseritas in mind for your lunch or dinner plans this week or weekend and keep them in mind for catering. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown. It has a drive through in St. Matthews. It has a nice covered patio. It's going to be gorgeous today. Highs in the upper 70s, low 80s. There's just something about Salseritas with good good weather, good food. Ah, makes for a great day. You know, you smile after every bite at Salseritas, and I think that's the thing they can hang their hat on, just knowing their customers scoots each and every delicious bite is is giving endorphins. Isn't that what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. Makes In, you happy. Into their customers. Yeah. And that's got to be a special feeling. I miss Salseritas. I need to go. Maybe I'll go today. You should. I haven't. It's been far too long since I ha- actually. I don't think I've had it since the golf scramble, which is inexcusable. And they got crushed at the golf scramble. Yeah. I mean, nothing was better got than a, after eighteen holes. Got annihilated. I think Mike actually cried because he didn't get a ton of salsaritas. <laughs> Did you all see him in the corner when he was kind of like pouting a little bit on his computer? No, no, yeah. there, there were real tears. Yeah, yeah, I think it was because I was like walked by and he was like, "There's no salsaritas." <laughs> all right, I, I will admit though, TJ. It's not going to make me cry, but I'm going to be very upset. Oh, no. Did you just find out about UK's three-point streak ending back in no. 2018? I, it is I, pretty heartbreaking. I did not actually watch the pro day. Spoiler. What? Scoots and me, both both of us got caught. I'm sure you were locked in for all 90 minutes. I had to miss about, like, 15 during bedtime. Um, But I did see that the stickers are on that damn Reparina floor again. What? Yeah. What? What what the hell are we doing, UK? Yeah, UK is not going to be good at basketball until you fix that. It, I know that that might sound like ludicrous, but no, no, but it, it's very true. Like, they will not be good at basketball while those stupid stickers are on that court. It is wild to me how much that bothers you all. It's it looks so, so bad. bad. It just looks stupid. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that, but I just, it, it, it's funny how much it gets to you all. Like, if you can't, Scoots, if IU runs out there and they kind of already do this with their stupid candy striped pants. But they were just wearing, like, dunce caps on their head. They're going through their warm-up line. They're wearing their stupid candy-striped pants, and they're wearing dunce caps. You wouldn't be like, why are we wearing those stupid caps? I mean, yeah, I would, but that's a completely different scenario. It's, I'm, it's I'm, literally the exact same thing. I, I'm trying it couldn't to, be more comparable. I'm trying to think of, like, Indiana's always had the same floor, so what if they just threw, like, I don't know, Republic Bank stickers down on the floors? How well, would I feel about that? I, would, I mean, it'd look different, but I wouldn't. But, but really like, no, that's me. a terrible comparison. But part of the problem <laughs> with the sticker scoots is not just that they're stickers. They didn't even stick them on, like, balanced. Like, they're not like, one of them. Yeah, I remember I remember looking at the picture last year. They're not symmetrical, I guess. Yes, it needs to be symmetrical. Yeah. And, and, needs- and they're just bad looking. Like, I don't know why they ever thought they looked good, the big blue block with it. Like, right. why wouldn't you want it to look flush on the court? 
It was, it was it was terrible. It needs to stop. We're sick of the crap, Scoots, and you wouldn't like it if I you went out there wearing dunce caps. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> we don't like it when UK runs out onto a stupid floor. Fair enough. Yeah, a texter just texted in, 502-414-1450. Kentucky will have a new court by the Gonzaga game. The Gonzaga game's not till February, February 10th. Yeah. I don't want to wait till – and then at that point, they've got – one, two, three, four, five home games after that. So you're telling me we're only we're gonna have this stupid court for every home game except for five? No, I won't accept it. I mean, what is our courts on back order? What? Yeah, and we've been complaining about this bad boy for years. I mean, this was since the COVID season, correct? Oh well, just win on it. But that's the thing is, I just you know, can you win can you if win stupid stickers? Ugly, can you win with such an ugly court? Can you wear with a Can you win with a dunce cap on your head? Ooh, the texter says, I know the finance director at Rupp. It makes me mad, too, but that's just how it's happening. Whoa. Sick brag about knowing the finance director. Actually, I think we know the same guy. Oh, sick brag about Rat. Scoots, you know the finance director at Rupp Arena? You want to rub it in my face, No, I, I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy either. Is he, is he a nice guy? Yeah. Okay. But he, like, when people do concerts, he cuts the check for them. I mean, it's not an actual check. Like, they don't give him a big, a big check. one. But I ran into him at a concert, and he has to be at, like, all the big events until uh Does he just wear, like, a, a lanyard that says Rupp Arena Finance Director? No, but he is a uh, all-time great D-Sales basketball superstar. Oh, yeah. that's your little brother. <laughs> uh, But, yeah, hey, shout-out to the Colts. Beat Butler on a golden goal in the regional final last night. A golden goal. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Show my south in there. But, yeah, golden goal. <laughs> Best form of overtime in soccer. Love it. So exciting. Also love you it when it goes like, my team's way. But I do like Golden Goal. Okay, you it's, do like it. Yeah, like it's it's it's, it's great. You get the pop. Uh, that was the they'd lost in overtime to Butler earlier in the year. Uh, going to state for the first time in twenty years. So uh, very happy for the the boys in orange and brown and white. Very well, cool. Yeah. Congrats, Saint X. We'll take on I think collegiate tonight. For a spot in the state uh, to win the seventh region, I believe. That's pretty crazy. You got a Trinity was like number one, Collegiate's number four, just to make it out of the region. But such is Louisville Athletics. Just means a little bit more in the city, as we've always said. You know what? I think it was easier to watch DeSales play soccer from my house last night than it would be to watch UofL play basketball. Yes, they had their red-white scrimmage last night. And what, and four I people watched it? I cannot tell you how many of my personal U of L friends found out that the scrimmage was happening, and they were like, wait, what? Tonight? No, they never mentioned anything about this. That's that, that, It can't What channel? Not on TV. Yeah, they, were, they went through it. And it sounded like based on, I, I didn't get to hear much more than probably 20 or 30 minutes of the Rutherford show, Sounds like they talked about that. That was a talking point. Like, Rutherford why is very are, are they trying to hide this? That yeah. was their takeaway. Are they are they trying to hide I mean, this team? I would. I probably would too. But uh, apparently, their freshman center played well. Dennis Evans. He had some shots, and he blocked five of them. But it's also like, you know, you know, you know how any inner squad scrimmage is, TJ. Right? Like, it, one player's good play can also be an indictment on his teammates' poor play. So, how do you judge it if you can't see it? I don't know. Uh, but hey, maybe maybe their seven footer can actually play a little. There were some U of L media members that went to the game. I, I saw the highlight packages that some of the TV program or TV stations and their directors put together. I saw 
some of those, I'm not going to pretend to act like I have any sort of real grip on what happened or what didn't happen. Uh, they they did the curtains for the second level, which is to be expected for a red-white scrimmage that they didn't tell anybody about. I will say, for like not advertising at all for that game, they actually probably had more fans there than I would have anticipated. So shout out to UofL on that. But one thing I've got to say to the UofL media members, who I think have done over the past few years, have done a better job of just not being blind butt slappers, for maybe a lack of a better word. Don't don't buy in, folks. Don't do it. Saw a couple media members yesterday being like, well, I don't know, and I'm paraphrasing this, but I don't know what this season's going to hold, but it's going to be a lot better than last year. Yes, you're going to win more than four games because you have literally the worst out-of-conference schedule in Power 5. It's oh. it, it's terrible. Ooh, that, may uh, not, that may not be well, actually true, they but do, it's in the conversation, and that alone is pretty embarrassing for UofL. They do have to lose to Arkansas and Texas, is that correct? Or it's North, UConn, IU, who are the four I thought teams? Arkansas was one, but I might be thinking of Maui last year. Yeah, I think, you're, I yeah. think you are. Scooch, who's in that Empire Classic? It's IU, UConn, UofL, and Texas. Texas. Yeah. yeah. So they'll probably go 0-2 in that. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, and UK in the out-conference, they, they play at DePaul. They'll likely lose that game. Oh, we need a lot of Dwayne But just because they're gonna, Just because they're going to win more than four games, folks, just do not buy in. Trey White, the guy they got from USC, I think he's legitimate. I think Dennis Evans is fun. But Scott Clark was not good last night. Like, his numbers were not good. He is not good. He's not a good player. So you're not going to be good if that's going to be the guy leading the show at guard. I think you've always two players off. If I put if the numbers would have stayed and then they actually brought in like a, another good transfer, maybe like four, then they may be a tournament, fringe tournament team. That's just to even get fringe tournament. This group is going to have a losing record, folks. If I put their win total at 12 right now, where are y'all going? The schedule's so bad that I would be tempted to take over. They're going to finish like a game or two under 500. Oh, it'll be more than that. It's a bad schedule. Yeah, but, yeah, they, but lost. they also lost. Yeah, they lost Bellarmine to those teams last year. They lost to a lot of those bad teams last year. Not That isn't me taking a shot at Bellarmine, by the way. Shout out to Scotty D. Yeah, you watch it. They, uh, man, they have an ACC game December 3rd. Isn't that weird? Yeah, but that's also becoming a new thing. Indiana's doing more of that. Yeah, I think Big we 10. got a game December 1st against Maryland. We, you know, it's kind of funny. Kentucky's got one like, pretty early. In football, sometimes you'll get a conference game week one. Should they just spread out conference play from, like, November throughout the year, and then you have some out-of-conference games later in the year? Could I, be, I think I could be convinced for that. Could be a good confidence builder middle of the year if your team's struggling. I would, I would say no more than four – uh, conference games before the calendar turns to the new year. Hmm. Limit it. Because, like, usually in football, it's like they have one. It's like one in the first month. And, you know, because the Big Ten, they they want to have, you know, some prime time on that first week. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I, I'm all – I'm, I'm down with that if you just kind of limit it. Because I do think they're part of the conference play. What makes it so challenging is that it becomes a grind because it's day in, day out, and you don't really get the breaks. It's not just a one-off. That's true. But yeah, we, uh, we went, they, we went they, down they were. Uval did not make that available to their fans yesterday. Nope, it's, it's kind of par for the course for those dirty birds. Uh, we do have more details on Kentucky's blue-white scrimmage. Got uh, eleven days notice. 
for it. So 11 days to prepare to go to Truist Arena. Uh, that's the artist formerly known as the Bank of Kentucky Center, Northern Kentucky's uh, basketball arena. Really great place to watch a basketball game. If you've never been there. It'll be next Saturday. That's the bye week Saturday, October 21st, 6 p.m. They're going to stream it on the SEC Network Plus um, if you can't make it, but tickets are $10, $25. So I know, TJ, there's a lot of fans in Northern Kentucky. They feel like the forgotten ones, right? Because we consider them basically Cincinnati a lot of times. We do. We admittedly do. But there's a lot of big blue fans up there. I don't. Oh, I do. I, I do. I love the folks as Northern Kentucky and everything they've been through ever since they closed down Willie's right before the bridge in the Ohio River. Oh, it used to be uh, Julian's too for a while. The different they, spot, but yes, they, they I know were different spots. Okay. Yeah, Willie's was up the hill. Julian's was down on the bank. Ah, I got you, got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, uh, gosh, one time when we were like in high school, we were I don't, I don't know. I think we were driving up just to go to a Reds game. We were like, let's go somewhere. Uh, let's go somewhere to eat beforehand. And we saw that there was like a Jillian's. And we were like, oh, that's going to be awesome. We're going to play a bunch of games. Then we're going to go to the Red. Like, we're going to go to the Reds game. This is going to be great. It's close. It had been close for, for a very while. long, yeah. very yeah. long time. Yeah. I went to it once as a kid, and it was um, more adult themed um, on the upstairs ones. No, nobody was up there, but it was like, yeah, there's cages and entertainment uh, poles. I don't know if we're supposed to be, I don't know if we're supposed to be here. But uh, regardless, yeah, I, I, I've had many a great time at uh, that arena. That's a great spot to watch a game. They used to offer, uh, when my sisters were playing there, they would offer like Domino's, free Domino's pizzas with your ticket stub if they scored X amount of points. So a lot of times we would just like six pizzas after the game, please. And then. That'd be pretty cool. And then, you know, yeah, they were college kids. They took all the leftovers. Great. Yeah, Willie's. People in Northern Kentucky know it better than I. Uh, we, but that would be that kind of turned into our, like if we're driving anywhere to Cincinnati or past, you know, going up to Columbus or wherever, we were going to stop at Willie's. It was a huge restaurant, just like a ginormous space, way too big for just like normal operating procedure. But they would have a big bus that they take people over to like Reds games and Bengals games. Oh, this nice. big bus said Willie's bus. I bet I bet Willie's would get pretty rowdy on game day. Uh, but we just go there. They had a menu. They were one of those places with like a 16-page menu, just entirely too big. So that's why they're out of business. Yeah. And then they had yeah. uh, a bunch of pictures of like teams in like the 30s and 40s, and it was like when sports were at its best. Uh, and there was just a, a trend in all the pictures, which it made you, you scratch mean a lot your of head. Old whites. Well, they were young at the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, made you scratch your head at the wording and the pictures. And wonder if that was coincidental or not coincidental, but. And their food was incredibly mediocre. Can't express that enough. Uh, sometimes you bite into like a mozzarella stick still frozen. But sometimes it was also really good. You never knew, really knew what you were getting uh, at Old Willie Sports those, Cafe. Those mott sticks. Here's a question I have. If Adu Thiero, who rolled his ankle, is not playing, does Kentucky they have enough players for 5-on-5? Five five? Yes. Big Z? I guess Jordan Burt. Yeah. Yeah, they got, they, they got people. Okay. Want to make sure. Because I know sometimes they can be a little light on scholarships. If you've got three people hurt. I'm excited to get into, like, dual sports talking season. We haven't talked football today. And we could probably talk a lot of football today. Yeah. But just a fun time. And we're not going to have any huge takeaways from UK's scrimmage last night. These two guys didn't even watch any of it. Uh, but that being said, there's nothing, there's nothing you could take away. It's just a little practice. 
But we're getting closer, though. Yeah. We're getting closer. How long did they actually scrimmage, though? They did a little bit more. Like, again, it was four on four and stuff like that. But they did more of it than I thought they were going to. Yeah. Hmm. uh, They got rid of the combine drills and the measurements, which, yes, because nobody does the combine. Still a little too much like Seth Greenberg's face. Yeah. Like, they did a better job showing more basketball than they had, but still plenty of room for growth in that area also. So there, there was that. Let's head on over to the Thornton's text line because they're going to bring up topics that we haven't quite yet gotten to today. Uh-huh. Like texters, football. Yeah. I think the first texture is a football text. With our defense being completely non-existent against Georgia, are you guys worried about our defense moving forward or was it just a botched game plan by the coaching staff against Georgia? So I think my biggest overreaction from the Georgia game was the defensive problems because especially like seeing more of what Kentucky did, I, mean, I think a lot of it's just Georgia playing very well. And Kentucky, and, and them eliminating Kentucky's strength in that front seven, where their offensive line, their protection, even when they got pressure on them, Carson Beck was able to get the ball away. Um, Missouri has a star left tackle, but Kentucky's going to be like they have. They do a lot to try to buy Jordan or excuse me Brady Cook time, rolling him out. Um, so I think, I think my that was my biggest overreaction. Now, the safeties haven't played well, and that's a worry without Jalen Geiger being there. But um, Brad White had very much a, you know, like his press conference yesterday was, you know, we've been a good defense, but we were reminded last week that you can get humbled at any moment. Um, As long as they aren't too banged up, I think one thing that's going to be in Kentucky's favor on Saturday night, too, have you seen the weather, TJ? Uh, cold, right? Ooh, 25 mile an hour winds, possible rain showers. Ooh, I didn't see all that. Yeah. Uh, might, might be hard to throw the football in that. And this is also the best defense Missouri's played by, by a lot. Um, they, they've beaten up on some bad teams. I, we just watched them play against LSU. Um, LSU couldn't stop a Noah's play. They're, they're very bad defensively. So, um, I, I, I think that's my biggest overreaction. With the caveat that like this defense is banged up and the safeties have been subpar, or they, or they haven't been what I expected. Let's let's put it that way. So, um, I think there's a little bit of in between there, Texter. Texter on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. What do we got? TJ, since the new setup, you sound like you were talking into the mic and going away from the mic back to the mic. Time it's hard for me to hear you. Just friendly heads up. Yeah, that's on that's on me. Uh, th- I am doing that. This microphone, much better than the ones we had at the old station, but it, you do have to, like... You have to be on. It will not pick up down to the side? To the side? Like, I'm barely moving my head to the side. You have to talk directly into it. And I'm a mover and shaker when I'm talking. I talk with my hands a lot. I, you know, just kind of move a little bit back and You're forth. You're flicking off scoots I, I, on the camera. Well, no, I'm not, not doing that. That would be inappropriate. I usually just blow Scoot's a little kiss. What what it really is for TJ, what TJ's issue is, is he doesn't like to follow direction, and there's a little sign in there that says, please stay close to the microphone. He's so he's kind of rebelling against he, that. Well, he's a rebel sometimes, he's, but no, most I gotta, of the time I, he's I, just going to show up every day he, for school. He's the bad boy of KRC. I've got, to, uh, I've got to remember to not move as much. That's like the thing. When we would go from home, the, the headset that I have there, like I could – be standing could be doing anything and it's going to pick it up all the same this one i've got to remember to do that so thanks texter for the reminder I, i've gone i've gone back and listened to the podcast and been like oh yeah that's i've noticed it too 
Imagine if Cal bought a player, brought a player credibly accused of sexual assault onto campus, and that player went on to rape another woman within months. College basketball media will say that self needs to be held accountable, but those same folks will be drooling over his sets by November. Uh, you know, I need to give, I, I will, we're, we're tough on him, for rightfully so, and probably will be tougher on him later in this show. But I will say at least Rob Doster is talking about this, which kind of goes against the Bill Self, can't say anything bad about him, he's our boy. He is at least bringing to light, like, oh, you know, this stuff at Kansas is pretty bad, and Kansas goofed on it. I would say this to this texter, and I'm just, you know, putting it out there for everybody. Like, what what should Kansas do with this, though? Like, they they brought in a player that they shouldn't have brought in, and more people were hurt because of this decision to bring him into the program. What, what do you do? Do you apologize? Like, what, do you apologize? Do you give Bill Self a longer suspension? Do you, like, I, yeah, that's like the what, thing. It I was just, a mistake, but, like, what now? Yeah. Which is kind of what, and I think the right answer is probably you just move on. And that's probably what you're going to do. But if I, I don't know, I guess people would feel better if Bill Self apologized. But on the flip side, like, Bill Self isn't totally responsible for that kid's actions. What he's responsible is for bringing that kid in. And he made a mistake. I just don't know where you go from there. But I do agree with you that, like, if it was another coach, like John Calipari, it would be. People would go crazy. John Fanta, I will see you in hell. UK was not in his top 25. I tweeted with him a little bit yesterday. And again, if you don't have UK in your top 25, it's dumb, but you're entitled to your own opinion. Yeah. You can do with that what, what you will. Um, what I would say, though, is when John Fanta says, hey, St. John's is in the top 25 because they have a Hall of Fame head coach who totally transformed their roster with quality talent and depth. I would say, well, that couldn't you just replace St. John's with Kentucky? Kentucky has a Hall of Fame head coach who transformed the roster with quality talent and depth once everybody's healthy. But here's the other thing, TJ. Putting Kentucky in your top 25, getting attention. I don't care if people put UK in their top 25. I've never really been a big about that. But I do think if you're re- like, you you know, a team that had potentially three to four first round draft picks, including maybe the number one pick in the draft, nobody would ever leave that team out of their top 25. Period. Would never be left out of the top 25. If a team preseason you looked at it and you said oh they may have three first round draft picks maybe four and potentially the number one pick in the draft and a hall of fame head coach everybody would rank that team i uh yeah take it off scoots that itchy itchy sweater yeah i it's one of those things where uh preseason Stop watching me like that don't Creed. uh don't matter as much as football no, they don't. I just, you know, these are people that are supposed to be following the sport and know more about it than the average Joe. And, well, I think ESPN ranked UK 15th. That's fine. Feels about right. Yeah. Yeah. I think UK is, I don't think there's 14 teams better than UK, but I also think UK could lose to teams behind them, especially early on in the year. 
that's probably a solid spot to go. But I'm with you. It doesn't really matter, it, but I'm still going to call out people because it's fun. Let's take our last break. Scoots, you can keep up the strip tease over on the webcam if you feel I'm so inclined. Turning my webcam off if you keep watching me like that. That's what it's there for, so I can see you and you see me. It's not my fault that you're taking off all your clothes on it. This is Kentucky Roll Call. One final segment oh, coming up. Okay. Didn't you have a weird topic? A wacky, oh, yeah. wacky, weird we Thursday topic. topic? I don't know what it is. We'll find out together when we return. Watch my corn pop up and rose. Every night be tucked in close to you. Raise our kids where the good Lord's blessed. Point our rocking chairs towards the west. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. See, the thing is, you guys look at me, you see the backwards hat, the uh, gray socks, the funky outfit, and you say, now this guy's a chump, am I right? No. What you don't realize is that it ain't easy. It is hard <laughs> work making something this pretty look like a chump or a geek. <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. The Big Blue Weekend. Big Blue Madness on Friday. Homecoming UK game against Missouri. Huge football game on Saturday. And it feels like just so much is on the line Saturday. UK wins and you're 6-1 and one at the bye week with your biggest rival, Tennessee, coming to town. Your biggest conference rival, for some people, your biggest rival altogether. For some people, not. But I think everybody can agree on your biggest conference rival. And you'd be 6-1. and one. That'd be fine. Everybody, like I said, at the beginning of the season would slam that button to make that a reality. That's what's on the line against Missouri. Or you lose. You're 5-2. and Two-game two losing streak. And you think to yourself, well, if you can lose at home to Missouri, you can probably lose every single game on the rest of the schedule. Missouri's a good football team, but Tennessee's a, a good football team. South Carolina on the road is going to be a tricky game. Louisville, undefeated, ranked higher than you where things stand right now. So Saturday is colossal. It is it is really, really big. If UK is feeling sorry for themselves with the ass-kicking they took on Saturday, well, you really don't know disgruntled just yet. You don't know you don't know a, a, a ticked-off fan base until maybe you lose on Saturday. So tons on the line. I'm feeling solid about the game. The gut's feeling pretty good about it. However, we will definitely spend more time on it tomorrow and a little bit today on the Thornton's text line. But I want to hear Nick Roush's goofy, wacky topic. Well, I sent you uh, something on the Thornton's text oh, line. Okay. That's what we're doing. So give it a look-see. I've I know it's it. bad radio, um, but it's a video that's going around social media Bigfoot is real? Oh. We've been looking for Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest and a couple on a train in Colorado. Appear to see something that looks a lot like Bigfoot. Yeah, so it's a video that went viral yesterday. If you haven't seen it, they're looking out on, just think like a Colorado landscape. Yeah, cliffy hillside and... Some trees, but not totally covered in trees. Kind of, you know, dirt, sand. A lot of those rocks. little, almost tumbleweed like bushes. And you see the Bigfoot that we've kind of come to know and think of. 
um, in pop culture. And, like, it's moving around like it. I'm scratching. But when he sits down, his head does look like just one of those other bushes. Where it's, like, all furry. Folks, Bigfoot's not real. I know we have fun with aliens. It's spooky season. We can talk more about our beliefs in ghosts. This idea that there is, like, a mythical forest creature running around. I do think there's probably, like, some species that we don't know about. I don't think there's, like, a ape species that we don't know about running there around. There would be that large and need to eat that much food. To- but, like, folks, there are trail cams everywhere. There are drones everywhere. There are satellites everywhere. Everybody has a phone. And this is, like, the best, quote-unquote, Bigfoot fit- footage that we have. N- it's not real. It's just not real. If this is the best that we've had, this creature would have been founded a million times over. Like this specific one. Not just for the first time with a somewhat blurry video of people going on a train. Dudes, what do you think? So I am opposite of TJ. I do believe that Bigfoot is real. However, this video is not Bigfoot. To me, (gasps) I watched it five or six times. To me, it just looks like somebody who's in camo out hunting. You know, I mean, just he's trying to move around stealthily as well. And then he pops a squat like, hey, it's a good spot to take down an elk. Would you wear that kind of camo? I mean, see, I'm colorblind, so it's hard for me to see anyways, but I can just I, I can make out the brown. Um, Hold up, Scoots, you're colorblind? Yeah, you didn't know that. How do we not know this? I would make fun of you so much. I am very colorblind. There, I, I mean, it's not like super severe Wheeler, but it's it's pretty severe. Uh, I love really? making fun of my colorblind friends. Like, why just, would why would you do that? Because it's something that they can't like. It's it's just uh, like nothing better than making fun of somebody's shortcomings that they can't control. Fun fact, Roush: every male carries the color colorblind gene. Is your dad colorblind too? He is not, but he carries the gene. So it's for my friends. It's both brothers and the dad are colorblind. So like, and sometimes I forget. Like, oh, what color is the wall? And they're like, oh, yeah, we picked out the colors. For I don't think it's Great. funny to make fun of things people can't control. Oh, it's so much fun. Mm. This is a fun little little, little jab. Like, I- Scoots, well, what's your favorite color? Uh, is it? Oh, we got to do a, a we got to do a candy cane pants joke on him, TJ. We'll get him some blue and white ones. I, I, st- I stand with Scoots. Not that severe. Right? Well, I stand with Scoots. Thank you, TJ. You're standing up over Scoots. By the way, it is. It's much is more. Short? It's much more fun to make fun of people for things they can control. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Can't control. Like baldness. Me. Make fun of my hair. Yeah, that's why we never make fun of your hair. You can't control that. You should. <laughs> it's a lot. It's it's very funny. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line before we make fun of anybody else. Really? I kind of like making fun of people. Well, maybe the text line will do that. Yeah. Uh, Texter says, in reference to the yard sign HOA discussion TJ brought up yesterday, one year in high school on Halloween, we went to a very posh neighborhood. Just happened to be election season, by the way. So we swapped political yard signs with the neighbors. I still imagine what the next morning would have been like for those people. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Uh, That's mostly harmless. You you probably shouldn't do that, but mostly harmless. Kind of funny. We had, uh, it was like my wife's cousins boyfriends friend it really was like very a, distant a, yeah like yeah. a wild chain of people but our wedding week he 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 took a for sale sign from somebody else's yard and put it in another neighbor's yard and we woke up and the for sale sign was in our yard 
So the person with the, the yard that he put it in, the other people, I'm guessing they assumed that it was you. Like that us who did it. I mean, they're right. It right. was. It was like, <laughs> like well, it wasn't me. It wasn't me, but it was people staying at our house who had done it. Uh, so we we took that back the next morning and, and said sorry. Uh, but the political sign thing, that's pretty good. I like that. Another texture says, 23 win cushion means we'll likely still be number one when Cal leaves. I'm sleeping well. And they came and followed that up and were like, oh, well, never mind. Because they figured out the real number. Five win cushion, which puts enough pressure on UK of like, hey, don't let Kansas celebrate again. Although I do like the idea of at some point this just going back and forth like on a weekly basis. Like, oh, Kansas dropped its Tuesday game at home. Now UK's back in front. Ooh, Kentucky lost on the weekend. Now Kansas is back in front. I like the idea of them just interchanging the wins total for the next five years. I mean, in reality, I want UK to just dominate and be head and shoulders above. But the idea of these social media accounts having to update their profiles every week would be pretty funny. It would also be very funny if they like played head to head for the. Ooh, they could just cool. timed out right. Or just like in the it you know switches back and forth each week, but each time you do it, like they do confetti at the arena, like they make it a big to do. <laughs> The next time you come back, it's like, oh, we're not actually in charge. We're not in first again, but we could have another big confetti performance. Who wants confetti? Not that I care, but the red-white scrimmage had no way to stream and watch. Surprise, surprise. Poverty loser program, says well, one texture. it is a fact that they are a bunch of losers. They've lost a lot of games last year. Yeah, I still also don't think it always kind of sinks in that UofL did only win four games last year as a college basketball program. Like, if Bellarmine only won four games, they'd be, like, the laughing stock of the state. But it was Louisville who did it. <sighs> the blue Rupp Arena sticker blocks are still on the court. What a shame for that to still be the case. Wild stuff that's acceptable by UK Athletics. We'll say that about UofL. Their court and fields always look pretty cool. Yep. They've got Even that if they stink out. at their sports, mm-hmm. they look good. Salt Lake Brian here, going back to the HOA discussion. Roush, what would the HOA rules be in the South End? As a property owner in the Highlands, I just assumed there was above-ground pool requirement. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's pretty good. Pretty good. The Highlands, I don't know if there's a neighborhood in the Highlands that has an HOA. I I can't think of one if there is. So the the only time we got in trouble that made somebody mad, lived at the end of a cul-de-sac, and... We put a basketball goal like facing out into the street. It, now it couldn't be permanent. We knew that, but so what we did to make it as close to permanent as possible is um, they like actually dug up part of the grass there so that it would be closer to like accurately ten feet and like put it in the ground. And then he, uh, my neighbor's dad, even like laid grass over top of it, so it wasn't permanent, but like it kind of looked like it. Yeah, that's going a lot. Let's... Um, oh yeah, it, and I I felt like that was unnecessary. Like, but it was pretty awesome. We painted, like, we had like lines in the street for three point line. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, and you got in trouble for it. Yeah, one of the neighbors complained. Um, oh, the neighbors suck. Yeah, no, we weren't doing anything. It's not like we were. His kid used to skateboard and like tear, you know he was grinding on the little uh, sewer drainage oh, things and like tore that up. It's like, dude, come on. Leave the grinding for the mixers is what we always said. And- middle school i just can't wrap my head around these preseason rankings and expectations of the team i know they don't matter and lots of folks would prefer, prefer less pressure and that's all good but a basketball understander as a basketball understander it doesn't make any sense i think the argument you would have is that kentucky has underachieved with experience 
these prognosticators believe that's the only way you can win in college basketball. And Kentucky's front court has serious question marks. But that's still not enough to like omit them from a top twenty five. That like is crazy is you still have the John Fantas of the world, like people that are getting paid to do this daily that don't under like UK's questions aren't in the backcourt. And they keep saying this. That like I've got questions about UK's backcourt. I worry about the guard. No, do they have a point guard? It's all the front court. It's, you lost the best rebounder in college basketball and replaced him with a bunch of skinny seven footers. Which is the wildest thing of the bunch. But like I said, there's no, I never can remember a year where it's been like this, where UK fans are excited about the team they have, optimistic, and I, again, the front court stuff is worrisome for everybody. But you're assuming that at some point that's going to be, if not a full health, you're at least going to get one of the two back, and then hopefully that will be enough for the team to still have a pretty solid season. But national media does not feel that way. They differ from the UK fan perspective. And I've heard a lot of that, Roush, and, and John Fanta said as much, but who cares about the past seasons? That's not what preseason rankings are supposed to be. It's not supposed to be like, well, we had you too high this year, so I'm being more careful this year. No, do you think this team, where do you, where do you rank this team talent-wise today? Where do you think they are? And if you've got questions about the front court, that's fair, and say like, well, right now I've got them 18th or 19th because I just don't know if Trey Mitchell can be a sustained five. But once they get the other people back, Maybe I'll reconsider. I'm all right with that logic, but if your logic is I'm worried about their backcourt, then you're a little bit of a goober. The I just disagree with you on that part, though. Like I think the like using past production is one of the few things you can factor in. I mean, it's the dumbest thing in the world because it's not past season rankings; it's preseason. No, rankings. I no, but I'm talking like purely like if you're trying to wait, how good is a team? You have to use. How good has a program been as a part of a benchmark? Don't. You have to use how good those players have been. Like, how good, you know, it doesn't, I mean, doesn't mean anything. If you're making power rankings using objective things, then, what are you using? Then shouldn't UConn like, be number it, one it, to start the year? I'm not, they won I'm the not, I'm not, they won I'm the talking about from, like, a statistical, like, I know what you're saying. You're using, like, just pure rankings. But if you were to make a power rankings, what statistics would you use to create a mathematical system to formulate how you rank teams? For the upcoming season? Yes. I'd base it on how good those players are. Yes, so recruiting rankings are part of it, right? Correct. That's, that's one part of it. Correct. I would probably put that as like a third. Um, returning production. That matters. That matters. And then part of it is just history. Now, I think that matters less in college basketball and college football. Because part of what I'm – like that's how you do preseason college football rankings. You use – how good has the program been tradition? And we rip, like, and we rip those rankings every preseason. No, we don't. Yes, we do for being way too heavy on bigger names that don't belong, and it hurts places like UK. And in college football, it actually does matter. UK was preseason like twenty fourth in SP twelve, which what, is what I'm going off of. Like that's like the four things for the formula. I don't, I don't really understand what your point is. I just think it's dumb to do preseason rankings based on previous season expectations or finishings. No, no, yeah, like. That's my whole point. But but part of it, Kentucky gets benefit of the doubt because Kentucky is Kentucky in most of these. And now, do I think some of this is personal based on Kentucky? Yes. Do I think some of it is also because the SEC is not a basketball? Like, they are going to be Big East homers because Big East people consume their content more than anybody else. You know? Like, I understand that point of it. But, like, I, I think my overall, just to come back to it all, is, like, if you're going to be bearish on Kentucky and have them... 23rd or something because they've underachieved as of late like that's not yeah I get that like that you should 
judge the last four or five years. UConn's been hot. I'm going to rank them a little bit higher. Um, Gonzaga's fallen off, so I'm not going to give him as much benefit of the doubt. Which, by the way, we never brought it up. Gonzaga finally going to play a real conference? I didn't see that. Is that news? That happened over the weekend. Um, or maybe on our way. I don't know. I was in the car with Peak and Luckett a lot this weekend. What? So I don't know I when it happened. I didn't see any but yeah, of this. In the next two years, Gonzaga's likely going to join the Big 12. It was a Brett McMurphy report and somebody else. Uh, but that's... Well, that'll be cool. Yeah, and that that'll be that'll be a really fun basketball conference. Um, it's already pretty good. You're well, gonna think, add Arizona. Well, I think U of L should get over there. You got Arizona, the you're gonna Cincinnati add Cincinnati and West Virginia back going. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Oh man, John John sent me a DM saying sorry for the long text this morning. Oh man, that's never that's never a good sign. Never a good sign. Uh, which by the way, you mentioned West Virginia. We've got the Dana Holgerson Bowl tonight. Houston Cougs. Hosting his former team, the Fighting Neil Browns. Yeah, kind of like game Houston, for both. Kind of like Houston here. Houston needs the. I mean, they both teams it. really need it. But West Virginia has played exceedingly well. They've been really lucky. But yeah, I'm kind of. I know, but this is one they need to take care of. What Houston's not a great team, but I also don't think West Virginia is a great team. So it's a tough spot for them. If you look at like the, Ken Palm has the luck stat. West Virginia's been very good in one score games, and it's like, okay, when are they gonna? Can't keep doing, yeah, exactly. They can't keep doing this forever. Yeah, you look at West Virginia's schedule, though, and it's Houston, home against Oklahoma State, at UCF, BYU coming to town, at Oklahoma, you probably lose that one, Cincinnati coming to town, at Baylor. It's not, like, impossible that they could finish the year with two losses, in which case Neil Brown would definitely keep his job. But you lose to Houston, and then you start looking at the schedule a lot differently. So, interesting, interesting times in Morgantown with our guy Neil Brown. A texter says, I feel like the Owen Hart accident curved a lot of the rafter stun, so no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, that was not good. John here. I guess here's the long one. Good morning. Thanks, DJ, for saying it's like the cats are going to hit the reset button. I agree. The tide's turning. Between Big Z and the Kansas News, I feel like it's the beginning of a big success coming on and off the court for Coach Cal and the basketball cats. On a side note, I'm very proud I'm a very proud father as my son got his driver's license yesterday. Wow. When he pulled up back after his test, he looked at me and said, I passed. I came over with I came over with happiness and emotions. Guys, being parents goes by fast. My boy will be 17 by Friday. I'm so happy for you and your families. Just cherish every moment. I know you guys will. Sorry for the long text. Had a lot of excitement. We'll got to go. Cat, you later. That's got to be a uh, big rite of passage. Especially for a parent. Yeah, it'd be it, cool. You, you know, it'd be cool, but also you kind of sad because you're like, you don't, you're not stuck in the car with me anymore when I'm taking you places. And those are always fun. I had a fun round in the car yesterday. Had first parent teacher conference and I had ours yesterday too. Very exciting to, oh, it's because, you know, kids, they don't, he's not going to tell me all what he did at school. He'll give me like mm-hmm. a little bit, but um, very fun just to hear what he's learning and like see all the stuff he's doing. Like, oh, you're a smart kid. This is great. After we left, we noticed that Lucy was, like, on the playground. So, we, like, just watched her for We were like, oh, no, we're those parents. We're just, like, sitting here. Like, two minutes have passed, and we were like, oh, okay, we better we better go. This is kind of weird. Some of the teachers started looking over at us. But it's so cute. And it's fun to, like, see them when you they like don't know that you're interact. watching them. Yeah, you know? interact with others. She, she was sweet as could be. Yeah. yeah. Good morning, my roll call friends. I took some time to reflect on the Georgia game, and I feel like that's the exception, not the rule. This weekend is the Devin Leary get-right game, and I think he throws for 300 yards and two touchdowns. I feel like the throws, he can sling it. He's accurate, but struggles on touch passes. 
So let it fly and bring the high stinking cheddar. Cats win easily this weekend by three scores at least. Hope you guys have a great day. Great music yesterday, Scoots. Yeah, a lot Come of people on. love the music. I hope you're right, Texter. That's where I'm leaning. I don't think Devin Leary's going to have a huge game. I think he'll look better, but it'll probably be like 215 yards passing, touchdown. You know. Oh, and it could be multiple touchdowns, but you want to. You, I'm going to be able to run on these guys. You, yeah, you got to keep. You got to. Ray Davis is your best player right now offensively, so make sure he gets plenty of touches. Um, you can't let the game get out of hand, so they take. I mean, that's, that's what Georgia did. I mean, they just couldn't run the ball anymore because you were down by so much. So. What do you think about this stat from our friends at Power Mizzou? The last time Missouri football won in Lexington, Kansas was not under NCAA FBI investigation. As of today, Kansas not <laughs> under FBI NCAA investigation. It's been 10 years since Mizzou won in Lexington. Crazy. Uh, yeah, some say you can still hear Doriel Green Beckham catching touchdown passes on UK's Ashley, Ashley Lowry. Oh man, those are names from the that past. That was I covered that game. That one was horrible. It was just like they're throwing at him. They're <laughs> just gonna throw it to him. He's gonna catch it, and every time it just be like whoop whoop whoop. Devonte Parker did stuff similar that year. That secondary just got roasted yeah. on the regular. Yeah, they really did. Um, we had uh, what can I had Jason Anderson on and him. How's Jason doing? I saw that. That was awesome. I was he's, happy to hear that. He's uh he's doing well. Um, you know, back in his hometown, uh. The Chiefs are rocking and rolling, and Mizzou's actually pretty good. But it's so funny to hear him talk about the Kentucky series. Uh, one of the people in our YouTube chat is like, sounds like us talking about the Tennessee game, which is oh, yeah. it's so great to have that on another team. And also another team, a program who's been, they had two games to win to go to the national championship in our lifetime. I mean, it was a while well, ago. Yeah. Um, but it's true. But Drink has is kind of moving things in the right direction off the court. It's... You know, like it's just getting the wins off the field and beating Kentucky is certainly will go a long way to curry some favor with the fan base because last weekend it was it was going to be one of those big moments, right? Got a sold out crowd LSU game and he did not deliver. So a lot on the line for Missouri to bounce back on the road and in hope, the SEC. Not easy to do. Hope UK's crowd's ready for this. I think that they will be, although I don't get the same like Florida buzz that I get for this Missouri game, and maybe it's coming off the Georgia beatdown. Uh, but I hope the players are ready, too, because Missouri always treats this game like it means a little bit more to them than Kentucky yeah. does. And that could just be the cost of doing business. Like, once you move up the pecking order in the SEC, UK is focused on Tennessee and Georgia, although despite what Saturday showed, where it's like, well, you only have so much attention to give to people. Where Missouri, it's like, all right, we're below Kentucky in the pecking order. We got to give them all of our fury and attention. And once we're above them, we can turn our attention elsewhere. Uh, that it seems like that's where the stage of this rivalry is at right now. But UK better be ready. Like Missouri treats this like this is a must-win game. UK can't look at this as just another SEC Saturday. And I don't think they will. They good. got they got embarrassed pretty badly last week. And that may I'm be sure a good they're thing. They're going to be hungry for a win. And I and I and I think too that fans will turn the page. It just takes a little bit longer. Once it's similar to complaining about the nooner. Um, They're ready to, once the game day arrived, everybody was fired up, ready to rock and roll. I think that'll certainly be the case on Saturday. These between-the-hour ads are so strange, says one texter. 
We love the advertising on Big X Sports Radio. There are some strange ones, though. Which brings me to some of my favorite advertising, Shady Rays. Yeah. Go to ShadyRays.com or hit up one of their two physical locations, one in Oxmoor Mall. Oxmoor Mall. What a what a turnaround that place has done. And once you get Shady Rays in your business, that's when you know you're rocking and rolling. Or you can go to the one out by the Bluegrass Shops or whatever they call it nowadays, out on 64. Outlet Shops of the Bluegrass. Outlet Shops of the Bluegrass. Thank you, Scooch. As Shady Rays will be happy to help you in person or online. They've got one of the most easy-to-use websites. Uh, my dad, who's not good at technology whatsoever, I've seen him go to ShadyRays.com and check out their selection. They've got the best polarized sunglasses on the planet, in the planet, with the planet. And it was a company started right here in Kentucky. You will save money when you use the promo code BIGX at checkout. Do us a favor and use that promo code BIGX at checkout for 40% off ShadyRays.com. If you've never gone to their website, just do me a favor and check it out. Shady Rays, you will not be disappointed. Check it out. They've got men's, women's, kids, prescription, golf, snow goggles, UV shirts. They've got it all at Shady Rays. A texter says, sounds like that Gil cam is getting crazy. (laughs) What do you and Gil have planned for tonight? Uh, probably some Thursday night football. Although on Thursdays, he's not been happy for about the last month because he's had to work from 11A to 8P just on Thursdays. You're kidding me. So he hates Thursdays. Oh, wow. He's got to work a he work shift? hates Thursdays. Well, no, normally he's 9 to 5. But oh, but he has to they needed some way. extra help, and he's a supervisor, so they're making him work 11 to 8 on Thursdays, and he absolutely hates it. Rumor on the street is you've got the guts to pick the Broncos tonight. Uh, that rumor is not true. Oh. No. I'm all over Chiefs. I think, I, honestly, I think this game tonight gets pretty ugly. Shouldn't that make us all feel like maybe we take the Broncos given your, your record? Yeah, but I'm confident in this one. So Have the Chiefs covered this year? Mm, great question. Let me pull up their ATS record. I know it's is not Is Taylor good. Swift going to be at the game? Yes, she's going to be at the game. We have it confirmed by TMZ. Chiefs uh, are 11-point favorites. They're 3-2 and two against the spread this year, and the biggest spread so far. So here's a if – you, if you like trend scoots, only time they were double-digit favorite, they covered they did. convincingly against yep. the Bears. 12.5-point favorites, and they won by 31. I like the Chiefs tonight, I'm telling you. Yeah, By the way, how, how is Taylor Swift one of the busiest women in the entire United States? How have all of a sudden she's got all this free time to go to Chiefs games? I mean, she is in between tours right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, like she, she did the the huge worldwide tour thing, took a break, and she's going back on soon. But people did bring that up, that she's not going to be able to go to as many games in the near future. Get your finger out of my face right now. <laughs> this is going to be the highest-watched Thursday night football game on Amazon Prime, though. I know that Amazon people are freaking pumped that she's going to be there. Another texture says, how will Saturday's weather affect the game? Advantage for us? I think so. Yeah, Roush kind of touched on it. We'll spend more time on it tomorrow. But especially if Missouri's running back ends up not playing, which yeah. I bet he plays. Yeah. I hope. All right, let's get a few good looks on him, though. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, See how healthy he is. Hopefully Trevor Wallace plays, too. Do you think he is? Uh, oh, I don't like I, that. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I didn't like that pause one bit. We'll have to talk more about it tomorrow, though. Thanks for all the texters. Thanks again for Corey Price joining us. Uh, texter says, hashtag Gil. We'll have to find out about Scoot's crazy Thursday night tomorrow. This is KRC on the Big X. And whip drive.